Bonjour. Guten Morgen. Hello. I don't think I know any other languages. I'm not really I sure think, I know that too. I think three is enough. Okay, fine. Excellent. Welcome uh, to this edition of the At Least You Didn't podcast. Uh, I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland, and this is a podcast about the disastrous lives of me and Caroline. Now, on this podcast, we've got some more delights for you. Caroline, would you like to tease us with the first one? And then I shall say the second one, and then you shall say the third one, because that's how we do it. This is a really good idea, but we haven't done any explaining of how the podcast works. People know by now, surely. <laughs> right, basically, we're very embarrassing people. <laughs> we text each other all the time. Oh, at least you didn't kick this person in the face accidentally. And then we tell each other the stories in a recording session. The worst stories and, you know, the worst actually is the best end up in this podcast for you to listen to, to make you feel better about your disastrous life. Nailed it. So Thank on this you. week's episode, at least you didn't fail at sexting. Get a bit creepy on the coach or try to be a domestic goddess. At least you didn't have a crush on Mick Hucknall. Carpet burn your lady bits. At least you didn't show the coppers your tits. It could be worse. At least you didn't fail at sexting. Mm, this is a very long time ago. This is when I was at university. Um... And when I was at university, I used to do quite a lot of drunk texting. Okay. Well, just can you just um, paint a picture for us, Caroline? Just kind of give us a bit of a sense of what young university age Caroline Verdon was like. So in my mind, I was cool. You know, like I thought this is it. I'm going to go to university and I'm going to find my groove. I'm going to, you know, have loads of friends. I'm going to be really popular. I'm going to be batting the boys off with a stick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I'm going to have just found my time. I'm going to excel at everything. That's what well, I thought. You failed at the first hurdle, didn't you? Because you started with the phrase, find my groove. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, Annabelle, that sums up everything you need to know about my time at university. Great. Um, Can't wait I was for this. not. I was not cool and I definitely was not batting the boys off with a stick. I did not know after however many years of going to an all-girls row in Catholic convent school, I didn't know how to talk to boys. Oh, like, I really you. didn't. Yeah, like, I was 18 years old and basically hadn't really been in the same room as a boy since I was about 12. Okay. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I was also extremely awkward and I had an extremely, extremely low confidence and just pretended I was confident, you know, like just put on that exterior of, yeah, fake nothing it till you make me. it. Yeah, yeah I We've never made it. There. I never made it. Um, and there was one guy in particular who I really liked. He was so out of my league it was ridiculous. Oh, I don't even believe in leagues for other people. Okay, but just trust me. If you if you if you watch this and it was a film, you would be going, "This is this is ridiculous casting." This is never. <laughs> oh, this is never. Why do they? Like honestly, it was you ridiculous. You shouldn't say that about yourself. You are a look, precious gem of this world. Look, he was super cool. He was very popular. He was also really clever. You know, was on every club and society going everyone knew who he was and then there was me like 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> is basically how the situation went. Um, and so I really, really fancied him. But I didn't know how to tell him this, obviously. Um, and I didn't want to tell him because he was obviously going to say no in my mind and then it would be humiliating. Mm. So instead... I would just text him late at night after I'd had far too much to drink. Um, And by this point, we were what I would classify as almost friends. (laughs) We saw each other around quite a lot. But you had Um, each other's number. We had each other's number. Yeah, yeah. We messaged each other all the time. Um, But very much not in a datey sense, very much in a I'm probably his annoying sister sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, so <laughs> my friends kept saying to me, Caroline, it's been three years of you fancying this boy. Three <laughs> years, Annabelle. Three years. This is quite pathetic now. Also, so you're now 21. in your final year. Okay. Yeah, I'm in my final year of university. I'm 21 years old. Um, they were like, and just... it, well, while you've been at uni, have you had any other kind of escapades is that the right word yes with anyone else or is it all being yes. about this one guy um i i had an escapade for quite a long time with somebody else that my friends refer to that period of my life as the caring community um <sighs> period of my life because they were like that was the clue that we had that your self-esteem oh. was really low um so <laughs> i'm not gonna ask because I'm just not going to yeah, ask. Because that's a whole other podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so it had been three years. My friends were like, just, like, just do it, okay? Just text him. Just text him and say, I'm in this this pub. Like, come see me. We like, I've got something I need to talk to you about. Just, yeah, or just text him and just tell him. I've got no pants on. <laughs> like, just literally anything, like anything. Um, and I said, I can't do it. I just can't. And they helped me try to word a text message. Oh, I love love it when other girls help you write your text messages. Okay, how did this go? Well, you know, they came up with a message like, um, look, I know we've been friends for a long time, but I've always hoped that there would be something more. Um, How, you know, they they, look, they sculpted a lovely message. It wasn't me, Annabelle. It just didn't. Okay. (laughs) just didn't feel right so I deleted it and about an hour later into the night they helped me write another one and I deleted it um and we are now at about one o'clock in the morning and we've been at one of those student nights where it's like a pound a pint and I've spent a lot of pounds um I've spent so many pounds at one point in the night I went for a sleep behind the sofa in the pub and then got up again like an hour later and just carried on like the, you I am, are cool, Caroline like, Burden. You, don't you let anyone tell you. That is rock star so, behaviour. So we're sort of ambling back towards um, towards my flat and everyone is sort of not walking in straight lines, pinball wizarding it a little bit. Um, and we get home and everyone sort of goes to bed and I'm just sat in my room thinking, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I'm a grown woman. I'm 21 years old. I can just, I'll just tell him. The only thing it. standing in the way of me and my one true love yeah. is whatever filth I'm about to construct on my mobile device right now. Yeah. So okay. I took into account all of my friend's advice on this, you know, friends for a long time and 
Yeah. Scrap all of that. All of that went, Annabelle. All of that. He's not going to want to know. Get straight to the meaty stuff. Is that an unfortunate metaphor, Caroline? I'm so embarrassed even saying this. This is so... I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what possessed me at this point. I just texted him. I just went for it, Annabelle. I quite fancy you. Do you want to stick it in me? <gasps> and then what? Like, lol. <laughs> Joking. Oh, no, Annabelle, I went even worse. Obviously, when there was no response, which obviously there was no response. Oh, my God. I sent him a text message two days later saying... Two got- days? Yeah. I'd have emigrated, Caroline. Just saying. I would have gone home to my family home, collected my passport <laughs> and my childhood teddy bear and got on a plane never to return. Two days? What did you do with yourself for two days? Basically climbed the walls and panicked a lot in my flat. Um, and my housemates could not believe, like just couldn't believe, like they, were, they had no advice at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in the end, I messaged him two days later and just said <laughs> the most unbelievable lie. Just got my phone back. See the message. <laughs> Someone sent you. That's hilarious. There was there was there was this this badger and, and he came into my house and, and, and he stole my phone and and he was really naughty. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. how embarrassing. How- <laughs> How embarrassing. How embarrassing. (laughs) Hope you're well, buddy. (laughs) See you soon. (sighs) By the way, if you did, I mean, I would, you know, if you did want to stick it in me, I'd be okay with it. But it came from the badger, not me, okay? Bye. Bye forever. At least you didn't get a little creepy on the coach. Surely not Annabelle Buckland surely not me so I'm going to start off by telling you that as you know I work from home yeah and quite often I don't see many people during the week I kind of go through phases of being busy but at the moment I've just been you know really plowing on with work and I've not really been getting out very much okay so I dread to think where this is going. If you're already having to put that, I'm not used to seeing people. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I had the utter pleasure of attending an exciting event with you yourself, Caroline, in London. We went to the International Women's Podcast Awards because I remember that. Our little podcast that we do, at least you didn't, you might have heard of it, was up for uh, an award and we went to celebrate in London. We had a lovely time. We did. And we didn't win, but that's not what matters. Oh, no. Kind of matters, but... We got a goodie bag. We're not, but we, we and did And a free pair a of headphones. Bag. So, you know... We had a lovely time. Also, we got something really, which really is like a time. cross between a sponge and a bar of soap. And I'm not oh, really sure what God. it is. It's like a sponge with soap attached to it. It's like, you know, those washing up brushes that you can, the handle, you can put washing up liquid in and it's supposed to save you time in squeezing washing up liquid into the bowl, I assume. And I've always found them a bit weird, but it's like that. It's like the sponge has already got 
the soap in oh, it. I, it. I love it. Do you? I've just sat it on the side. I've not used it yet. I, my husband just keeps going, is this meant to be in here? Is this cake? And I keep saying, you need no, to use it because it's... It smells like um, Coco Mademoiselle. We're getting off track yeah. here, but it's but it is an amazing sponge. Perhaps we'll link to it in the show notes. <laughs> Perhaps we'll become hashtag influencers in the sponge uh, world. In the sponge world. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best in the world, isn't it? So we're we've we've been to London. We've had a lovely time, and it's all been very overwhelming. Seen lots of people, and I'm now on the coach home back to Oxfordshire, back to my life of sitting at my desk in my grand's front room doing work. And the coach that I'm on, it's like, it's this is the next day after the event and it's like the five o'clock coach home from London. And so it's full of commuters, it's absolutely packed. So because at the moment we're used to being able to sit on our own on the bus and not feel guilty yeah. that we have our bag on the seat next to yeah. us because, you know, social distancing. Don't give me your germs. Go and find your own seat, you disgusting member of the public. <laughs> but on this bus, we actually are sitting next to strangers. And this is probably the first time I've sat next to a stranger in such close proximity in around two years. So cut me some slack with the story I'm about to tell you, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> I also am giving you some useful information that I live with a member of the older generation. I live with my grandmother. She's very, very tech savvy, but sometimes she needs a bit of assistance using her phone. Okay. So this lady sits down on the bus next to me. I kind of smile politely at her with my eyes because I've got my mask on. So I do that kind of like deranged smile where you want somebody to know that you are smiling at them, <laughs> but they can't see your face. So I've immediately looked a bit weird in that I'm basically squinting at her in some kind of desperate attempt to show her that I'm a friendly person. <laughs> and, you know, you are welcome, lady. Do do take a load off and sit next to me on this bus. The first five minutes, it's all going fine. I've not, I've not communicated with her in any way. There's no need to. We don't know each other. We're just going to sit next to each other for the next hour and a half. And then we'll go about our lives and we'll never see each other again. And the bus comes to the next stop and more people are coming on the bus and we're sat quite far back but because it's such a busy bus there are still lots of people walking past and the next thing i know she's holding her phone in both of her hands in in sort of her lap region and she then moves her entire torso to the right into me and it was just some kind of mechanism in my brain that took over that made me lean in what? to her and meet and meet her head in the middle <laughs> and, and peer at her phone screen caroline because what a I thought, weirdo i thought she's leaning in to show me something on her phone this is a bit weird but i'll go with it <laughs> I don't want to be rude and look disinterested in whatever things she wants to show me on her phone. She was moving out of the way of somebody passing her down the bus aisle with large bags, Caroline. What did you say? There's more. Oh, God. Because we... So I moved back into my own seat. So did she. We didn't speak about it. We didn't make eye contact. 
Everyone makes mistakes. The bus then stops at the next stop, and the exact same thing happens again. She's looking at her phone. She moves out of the way of somebody walking past, and I think, "Oh, what you got there then?" And I lean in and I have a little look at her phone. And at this point, I know I have to say something. I have to explain why I keep leaning in to her space yeah, but, and trying to look at her phone. But why do you? There isn't an explanation, Annabelle. It's, and I realise it's because I'm used to living with somebody who comes over to me and shows me their phone screen because they need help with something. So I'm thinking, this poor lady needs assistance with her phone. Like she's, she's, she clearly just needs my help. So I turn to her and I just go, I'm so sorry. I thought you might need help. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought you might not know how to use your own mobile phone. A stranger on the bus thought that it would be nice to meet you in the middle, bump heads and have a little look at your phone in case you just need some help. But you're presuming that she interpreted that as meaning I thought you might need some help with your phone. Because what it could have been is I thought you might have needed some help in not falling over. Yeah. <laughs> as you're like yeah, helping I, her up. I thought, <laughs> I thought you might have some balance issues. I'm here to help. <laughs> what did she say? She she said nothing. She kind of made some kind of little, like, <laughs> noise. Did you do what any self-respecting person would do and just pretend the next stop is your stop? Just get off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did then, I did think, I'm just going to pretend that I've gone to sleep. So I, like, put my head, head on her shoulder. On the bus. <laughs> no, I put my <laughs> I put my head on the bus window. That was all right while we were in London. But as the bus started to pick up speed when we got onto the M40, the bus was really shaking <laughs> and the window was rattling. And then my head is just going... <laughs> on the window. And I'm sitting there in utter discomfort <laughs> thinking, do I just pretend that this is fine and I'm still asleep? I let it go on for about five minutes and then I did the latter and I had an intense headache for the rest of the journey. And did you swap numbers? <laughs> well, I actually managed to put it in um, when, <laughs> just, just over her shoulder. She... Right, your turn, Caroline. And I'm intrigued by this one because I know that you are a very good cook. So this must be... <laughs> this must be an interesting one. At least you didn't try to be a domestic goddess yes so let's go back like 12 years or something my husband and i had first met um i was, oh this is where all of my favorite stories live I, <laughs> the first few months of of you and your now husband's courtship this is where this is where the gold lies oh man i've got so many stories um so i'm living in bournemouth he's living um near winchester and we're maybe three, four months in, something like that. We have about 45 minutes apart from each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Rob, before I'd met him, um, used to be a lot bigger and he had joined Slimming World and had lost a ton of weight on Slimming World. And, um, I had attempted Weight Watchers many a time and I thought, wow, if Slimming World worked for him, maybe I'll give it a go. So we both decided what a romantic okay. thing to do four months into a relationship. Let's join a fat club together. Um, so <laughs> well, I like that. 
I think that's nice. That's, that's nice that early on to be, you know, entering into something together, <laughs> can support each other. It, show, yeah. it shows... It shows a level well, of commitment. It, I mean, I think, Annabelle, you've seen the pair of us. It showed no commitment whatsoever. Um, but, you know, God bless us. We we gave it a go. Um, anyway, Rob was coming over for dinner and it was one of those things where I knew what I was cooking for dinner, but I wanted to do some nibbles that were just, you know, out just casually before before dinner. Yeah. So I had... Yeah. You, that, that says, I'm a woman that's got my stuff together. It? I've got nib- I've got nibbles. I've for got you, nibbles for you, darling. Exactly. So I had made a hummus dip, a beetroot hummus dip. Um, oh. Don't no, don't because there was nothing really delightful about it. There was too much like creme fraiche in it. It was it was really not great, and it was pretty tasteless. But you know, this isn't like your Weight Watchers scones that you from made Smash. for the, the the famous the famous chef Raymond yes. Blanc from yes. Smash. It's basically. Did you make like a basically a, a beetroot hummus dip from beetroot and water? Basically, essentially, yes, you've nailed it on the head. Um, it was pretty gross. Okay. Um, but in the oven, I'd that's an abomination. I'd done a I'd done a casserole, um, and I'd I'd homemade mm-hmm. bread to go with the casserole, wow. and I'd made a dessert um, which we didn't even eat because it was truly disgusting. It was a cheesecake made from nothing <sighs> that should ever be put into a cheesecake. Um, um, but I needed to do some nibbles. Do you, know, do you notice a theme yeah. with your cooking disasters, yeah. oh, yeah. Caroline? Is it? Do you think it's because you don't use the correct ingredients for any of the dishes that you're aiming yeah, to make? It's because during this period of my life, uh, every food was a bad food uh, and had to be replaced yeah. with something that was uh, not really edible. Um, so I decided I wanted to do these nibbles and I'd, I'd, I'd cut, chopped up some carrots to go into the, the hummus. And I thought, do you know what? Yeah. I'd really fancy some crisps with it. And Rob likes yeah. plain salted crisps. They're the only crisps he likes. Crisps are quite fattening, aren't they? So yeah. I will make my own, Annabelle. I will make right. my own crisps. Um, what from? <laughs> Recycled envelopes? <laughs> Would have been more successful. Uh, I did just use a potato. Now, you know me, I love a bit of kitchen paraphernalia. And I had bought myself a crisp baker, which was basically like a okay. round piece of plastic that had slits in it. And the idea is that you, you chopped a potato extremely <laughs> finely and then you stood this very fine yeah. piece of potato up in these slits. Um, and you sprayed it all with a bit of pretend oil that wasn't really oil. Put a little yeah, bit... one cow spray. Yeah, put a little bit of um, salt over it and then stuck it in the microwave for what felt like forever. Um, so... There was always this joke with me and my family about how I couldn't, I couldn't do roast potatoes. The reason why I couldn't do them is isn't because I couldn't cook them. It's because they really made my hands itch. There's something about, I presume it's the starch. I have no idea, but something that comes out of a potato oh, right, okay. when you cut it that makes yeah. my hands itch. So, yeah. um, but I thought, okay. do you know what? It'll be fine. I'll just wash my hands straight after. Like, this is not a problem. <laughs> So you do have a hard life, don't you, Caroline? I do. The, the world is really set up to, to just go against I mean, you, isn't it? How long have you got? Um, so I I peel this potato and then I ever so yeah. finely slice this potato, like you wouldn't believe, like just so finely sliced. And it takes ages. I'm holding on to this potato for ages, mm. and it takes so long. I'm thinking this is awkward. Rob's going to walk in any minute. 
and there's just going to be bits of raw potato everywhere. Like, I've got to get this done, got to get this cooked. And so I stick it in the microwave and you put it on for however many seconds and it still wasn't done. And I put it in again and I put it in again and I put it in again. Um, and I'm starting to feel like I've got a bit of a headache. And okay, I'm also starting to think it's really weird that it feels like the room's gone a bit dark and it's summer and it is only about seven o'clock in the evening. It should be right. Thinking that's odd. So I turn the light on in the kitchen. I think that's not really made any difference. That's odd. Anyway, headache's getting worse. Crisps finally come out and they're done. And I put them on a plate. And as I'm putting them onto this plate and holding this plate, the front doorbell goes. It's Rob. I open the door holding this plate of crisps. And he goes, Whoa! and physically recoils. Now, it, it turns out, Annabelle, I'm very allergic to raw potatoes very allergic indeed and what it's done oh. is made my whole face swell and the reason why <gasps> it looks like it's dark is because my eyes aren't really there anymore Your they're eyes half, half closed. closed like oh i am so swollen and i've not looked in a mirror because i've been in the kitchen so that was the last time i tried to make crisps and that was a fun little hospital trip for us all Oh, my God, Caroline, just <laughs> buy a tube of Pringles, for God's sake. <laughs> At least you didn't. Have a crush on Mick Hucknall. Carpet, burn your lady bits. At least you didn't show the coppers your tits. It could be worse. That is your lot of embarrassing stories from us for this week's episode. Well done for getting to the end of it and thank you for sticking with us. And also thank you for voting for us if you did last week in the Lovey Awards. We will keep you posted. Fingers crossed we get something because awards and <laughs> validation and we love the validation. <sighs> what have we got next week, please, Caroline? This I always find this the most disappointing part because I there's part of me that hopes that every podcast we do is the last one and there won't be any more embarrassing stories and then <laughs> oh, I've done loads more there's loads oh, there's more. more so coming up on next there's week's more. episode at least you didn't need topical cream for a second date make an inappropriate advance on a dog walker or have a terrible start in life I've got no pants on. 